we did thousands of dollars of sales for a place I was already going and I was already going to be in town by just using my personal brand. So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. How come some people's brand seems like they blow up literally overnight and you can see them winning, you can see them growing, you can see them getting more audience and more sales and other people, it feels like it's a struggle. It's like walking through four feet of mud and to get through it. So the number one skill that I think you should pay attention to moving into 2024 is going to be looking at how to create a converting brand. Now, what falls underneath that brand is obviously the content, consistency, and the presence that you put out there. I think most people end up making a mistake as it relates to their content is that they want to make it really mechanical and they want to plan out the entire content for the month and just like set it and forget it. What ends up happening when you just do that so far in advance is you start to lose the fingertip touch associated with the market. So the market is constantly moving. It's very much like the news. It moves and it changes and people's desires and fears change on a day-to-day basis based on what's happening in the world. So if you ever need a new angle of what to do so you can start focusing on how to get your content to convert, It's a super ninja trick to use something that's already popular. So you see these trends happening on social media, right? Like if you were anybody's anybody, you saw when Taylor Swift took her most recent performance of Karma and then she switched it out and called out her boyfriend during that performance. And literally, I probably got like 50 reels associated with that. Or more recently, Dolly Parton just did the most amazing show and she's 77 years old and she literally looks like she did in 1977. So there's a bunch of memes that came out. Everyone's doing posts about it and taking different angles related to it. So taking current events and layering them into what's happening with your brand keeps you up to date and current, and it follows the waves of where the market is going and paying attention. Related to going back to converting your brand, the easiest thing for you to do is take a side. Pick a side. If you are for everybody in anything, you're literally for nobody. And I see even our own clients, when they first come into our programs, brand influencer or brand enthusiasts, they make the mistake of wanting to appeal to everyone because they falsely believe that if I can get my brand to speak to multiple people, I'm going to help more people. So if you're confusing your influence with impact, you really want to take a step back and say, Who exactly is my brand serving? And you've probably done a worksheet back in the day. What is my client avatar? Who exactly am I talking to? Her name is Jessica and she's 34 and she's got two dogs and she lives here. That's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is taking a stance and taking ground. What are you for belief-wise and who are your enemies? I just listened to this absolutely amazing podcast 
with Patrick Bed David in it. And he was sharing his new book. And it's all about choosing your enemies wisely, which what I mean, talk about a fire name. I love that name. But when he's talking about choosing your enemies wisely, if you are not fighting against somebody or for something, what are you doing? You're not doing anything. You're not doing as much as you can in terms of converting your brand and what the potential you could have behind your impact. So if you get a little more narrow and focused on who am I talking to and what am I fighting against and starting to put out posts where you're taking a stance against killing sacred cows in your industry. So that might be related to I don't believe, for example, in martial arts, it might be, we are not a martial arts studio that believes in training kids just for fighting in championships and belts. We actually believe in building the whole child up. If you're a business coach, you might say, I don't believe in enabling people into their victimhood and giving them a whole lot of yeses. I've now invested over, at the time of this recording, over 300K into my business, 300 thousand dollars. That's for you, the haters out there on Instagram. Yes, I've invested that much into my business and my personal growth. And I have to say that because these clowns, I swear to God on Instagram, they're just something else. But a part of creating a highly converting brand is to have the haters engage with them, literally get into their rhetoric. You don't want it to affect your mindset, but you actually do want to have that type of force where you're creating an equal and opposite direction. So the point of talking about this is when you're building out your content and your brand, you want to make sure that you're taking a side related to something. So the business coach, for example, most of them, they're just like I said, they're just going to agree to most of what the mentee or their client is saying because they still want to be likable. What you really want to find and assert yourself with was a coach who will actually disagree with you and give you the hard truths. So when you're thinking about somebody who's fighting sacred cows, literally 99% of the coaching industries are really like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. Thank you for paying my bill on a monthly basis. And then you've got the 1% of coaches who will cut you straight like my coaches do. And I pay them for the punch. I literally pay them for the punch so that I can grow and develop into where I want to go next. At this time, we have done five event. We're on our fifth event in February, our winter brand intensive. This year in January, specifically January 3rd, I decided that I was going to start throwing events. Literally at the end of this year, we have successfully thrown three major events and one workshop. So a total of four events. And we are planning our next event in February, first and second, by the way in Houston. If you want information for that, go check out my profiles, go check out our links, and you'll be able to find that information. Um, And you can grab your ticket for that. It's going to be absolutely epic. But when you're talking about converting the brand, an easy way to do that is by throwing your own event. So having people, I realize one of my biggest assets is my energy. You probably can feel it from the podcast, but it is literally a hundred times better in person. My ability to cast my energy onto you, but more importantly, glean from you and read from you, what are you all about? What are the things that are your aspirations, desires, wants? Where do you want to make money? How do you want to make money? What do you care about selling? Where is your purpose? How does your story actually tie tie into this? Why is your vision so small? Who is giving you this story in your mind that's creating those self-limiting beliefs? 
And where can your brand get expanded and go? So speaking of content conversion, we literally just threw our Nashville content conversion workshop. We did that the week before Thanksgiving. It was sold out. We had 22 people attend that workshop and it was absolutely on a whim. You can go fact check me, go check out my Facebook if you want to go do that. The link is in the comments or the show notes and you'll be able to go check that out. But literally, we threw on an event that was just a pop-up to say, how should you go about converting your content? And we had 22 people attend. After that happened, I decided we had a videographer there, we had photos, we did all the awesome things. And the event was so popular and it created so much waves in terms of the marketplace and the people who attended, I decided I'm going to go ahead and sell the replays of this. So think about this. I'm going to Nashville for an event already. I then decide I'm going to throw a pop-up content conversion workshop and I sell 22 tickets of that. The workshop was priced at $197. You can do the math on your own there. Then from there, I decide, hey, I should sell the replays of that. And at the moment right now, we've sold close to over 20 replays of that at $47. So if you end up doing the math for that, we did thousands of dollars of sales for a place I was already going and I was already going to be in town by just using my personal brand. And I share those numbers with you to be aspirational and to be inspiring to say, hey, if you're following all these gurus like I do right now, it's like everyone is like talking about 100K days and you should have a million dollar months and all these crazy, crazy numbers. And I think that actually ends up creating a lot of distance because it says, well, who am I? Tell me if this, tell me if you agree with this. Who am I to build something like that? Who am I to throw an event like that? Who am I to sell out a workshop and then sell a million dollars from it? Those kind of enormous numbers that these gurus who pay and have content teams that are $70,000 like Alex Armozi does or $150,000 plus like Gary Vee does. These people's brands, followings, and teams are completely outsized. So if you imagine if you were in a boxing tournament and you were in the 120-pound weight class and then they threw you into the 250-pound weight class, you're not going to compete. And that's exactly what's happening in our subconscious minds. So whether you think it or not, whether you do your morning rituals and cold plunge and meditate and use affirmations and do your visioning and all of that stuff like you are supposed to as the good entrepreneur that you are that's growth oriented, your subconscious mind is still accidentally comparing to people who are these enormous whales. And you're like, well, wait a second, why should I even try? Why should I even show up? Is anyone going to listen to me? So that part of your self-limiting beliefs and that self-sabotage, it ends up carrying right over through the camera to your content and it literally deters people. It pushes people away from the thing that you're trying to invite them to do. And what we should focus on together is how do we take what you're absolutely phenomenal at and you have a unique genius and marketable expertise to sell something that helps people and how do we actually draw people in? How do we magnetize people into your unique being, your zone of genius, your offers, your expertise? And I'm telling you that content is going to be the wave of 2024. 
You're already seeing the shifts in the marketplace. The interest rates are absolutely nutso. I know from my financial planners and lawyers that most businesses are down an average of 20 to 30% ending this year of 2023. Now, those are just facts. That's not, we're not yet calling it a recession, but some people are. Some people are starting to call it that. Some people are calling it a correction. But the antidote to that is to get louder and to make bigger waves with your content. Your personal brand is literally free. You don't have to pay Meta or Instagram or TikTok or Google. You don't have to run ads if you have a really solid personal brand that based in its vision in its mission, its core values, and you are continuously in touch with your market and your messaging is on point. So when I study people and I look at what's happening in the space right now, you have really big entrepreneurs that are like the Harmoses, the Patrick Bet Davids of the world, that and and Ed Milet, who have these in Bradley, have these enormous podcasts where they're just having top of funnel awareness and they're giving away a lot of information with big names for free. So a lot of people are going to tune into that because the brand power draws people in to say, this person has notoriety, they're notable, I love what they've done, they've got the private jet, they've had the multiple eight figures, nine figure exits, all of those exciting things. And so people start to consume more and more of that content. But there's an enormous gap, and I want you to listen in on that. The gap is related to once they get inspired and aspired, like, hey, I want to be this person when I grow up. Those people are so in the cloud sometimes at 30,000 feet, 50,000 feet, 100,000 feet above sea level, they have no idea how to actually connect with you. The small business owner who's doing 20K, 50K, 100K, 300K of revenue a month, they don't know how to, they don't know how to do that. At this point, they're having multiple million dollar days. They don't know how to associate with that and they don't remember. So what ends up happening is they grow these enormous mastermind programs. There's only one of the guru, except for there's, you know, 200, 300 thousands of people that are enrolled in the mastermind who then cannot actually take all the trainings, customize and apply it to themselves. So this is where the gap is. And this is where your content can come in and say, hey, I love that you were inspired by that. That's absolutely amazing. Ed Milet is doing some rocking things out there and there are so much to learn through his story and the people that he brings on there when analyzes their books. Ask me though, at the end of the day, how many of those motivational podcasts that you and I also listen to have actually put money in your bank, and food on your table. How many? How many motivate? You get pumped up. You might go do some things and it lasts for a day or two. But the problem with motivation is, is that it's ethereal and it starts to dissipate one to two days to three days. You are lucky if it lasts for more than three days, if that energy is still there. Hey, real quick, if you've gotten even one piece of gold from this podcast and you're finally starting to understand how branding and brand strategy is gonna take you to the next level, would you do me a favor and either subscribe or leave us a review? That would be so amazing. Share it with a friend, send it to somebody who needs this, and let's get back to the show.
But when you are understand that that is a gap in the marketplace, it's a perfect place for you to come in and say, what are the three aspirations? We're going to go into something tactical, something that you can use. I've promised as a part of listening to my podcast, investing your time into what we're doing, that you're going to be able to learn something and more importantly, apply it. So I want you to take a look at three aspirational big time competitors that are in your space. It can be somebody direct that you compete with in the sense that, yes, if they're going to buy their thing, they're probably not going to buy your thing. Like, let's say you're a coach you might compare to Tony Robbins. Or let's say you're somebody who has a vacation rental and then you are you have a couple of vacation rentals and then you're trying to compare yourself to Airbnb as a, co- a company. So, you know, you've got these big time aspirational people who don't exactly compare to who you are and what you're doing, but you do have clients and you do have an offer that actually serves a group of people. What you can do is look at those three people and go and analyze where does their product offering fall short or where does it have gaps. The way to look for this is at the hints if you can find any public reviews or more importantly, if you can find anybody who's actually been in those programs and just ask them questions. Get get curious. Say, What were the top three things you took away from the program? And what are the top three things that you think that you would have wanted more help or support in? You are going to find that literally how to apply the training back down to who they are, what their business is all about, so they can see the revenue coming to their business is going to be an enormous sore spot. So that's what ends up happening with those really big programs. And it's a great gap and a bottleneck for you to be able to step in and say, hey, so I do this specific type of consulting. Maybe you do, maybe you're a fractional CFO. Okay. So you've got these really big companies that offer those services. What can you do specifically as a small business owner with a small team? Let's say you've got 10 people or less on your team. Maybe you even have just a, a VA or two, but you're obviously serving certain people. Are they getting, are they getting mixed up when it comes to bookkeeping, their CPA services, their tax services? Where specifically is the gap where those big time coaches and big time names are selling something, but the product falls short? I remember specifically, I ended up taking a course where I learned how to make quizzes. And I'm just going to leave the name out of this. The product was good. But what I realized is that it was so complicated and it literally was so much work to do that even with their we'll do it for you option of buying this, which I paid for 100%, because if I can pass off a $10 an hour task, I absolutely will. What I realized, even in paying with it, it wasn't truly a done for you the way that it was marketed. It was a done with you, done for you. And after literally spending months, months of time learning this person's program and following their templates and giving the team who was supposedly doing it for us, but it was really with us, all of the information I finally got done. And you were supposed to post in the group when you got done because they were all done by cohorts. There were 1,500 people in this group. And I assure you that there were less than 3% that ended up actually completing it. Literally, you stood out just if you actually finished what was being done. And the whole reason they come, they came up with the done-for-you option is they realized that people ended up paying a pretty low-ticket price, at least in my mind. If something is less than $3,000, it's low-ticket in my mind. People were paying that, but they didn't actually have the ability to figure out and follow 
all of these super complicated, meticulous steps in order to get the bottom line result. So like I said, when it comes to you and your brand, look for those gaps and then find a way to monetize it. Uh, Another example of this is in your coaching calls. I just had a coaching call with some clients where they asked me, hey, would you be able to help me figure out my virtual admins, which are called VAs? And can you figure, can you help me figure out where to source them, what I should do with them, with job descriptions, what kind of SOP should I add? So we ended up making it a product. And I think I talked about this on a previous episode. We ended up naming it, we called it VA Vault, and we ended up selling it between 197 to $297. And that product is going to be released on Friday, December the 15th. And we've literally already pre-sold it. And my team is doing the majority of work to actually fulfill on that. So when you're talking about content conversion, it's another opportunity for you as an owner to not have to be the one who's fulfilling on it. If you're doing coaching, if you're doing speaking, If you're doing agency work and you find yourself being the face of the brand that markets and sells everything, and then you're also the face of the delivery system and of the customer service experience, client service experience, and you're on the back end fulfilling everything, you're literally burning out from two ends of the candle. And that's not going to work for you long term and where you want to go. So the coolest thing about this is our team ended up having so much fun talking about this and thinking about this. Like I mentioned this in previous episodes is that when you're having fun with the thing you're doing, you're literally unstoppable. So I'm going to invite you in to say, where do you get excited as it relates to your content and what you sell and the enthusiasm behind your offer? I know for me, the thing that makes me most excited, you probably think it's graphic design. Yes, we do absolutely world-class, beautiful work. Our design work is bar none. We look better than anybody in this space, and we have both the clients and the investment prices that reflect that. We are not here for the startups and the newbies and the budget seekers of the world. We are not here for you. If you would prefer, you should just go on to Fiverr or 99designs or whatever it's called, and you should just get it done there. That's not what we do. We actually build businesses into brands, and we know exactly who we serve, which is at minimum 20K a month of revenue. That's at minimum. I actually can't even imagine for my business where I'm at personally, which I wasn't always here, I can't even imagine having a 20K month, literally, I can't even imagine it. I would I would probably freak out on the team and think like we're running out of business or something, which, which, which we are nowhere near that. But for us, six-figure months are normal. That's a normal, a normal thing. We're like, oh yeah, that's what we did. We don't even celebrate it anymore, to be totally honest with you. We're past that point. And so when you're in business and you're surrounded by the right people, the right mentors, the right investments, which branding gives you a long-term ROI, and we have proof in our own pudding. I see all these brand strategists out there pushing their content and they have good ideas and some of them do have good work. Like we actually just collaborated with another designer on Roof Camp, which is uh, one of our clients ended up building a whole event. He totally sold it out and he's bringing me to come speak and be the keynote speaker for his first two-day event. And I absolutely am stoked to go deliver what it is that we do. We're going to help a bunch of roofing companies and the people that attended figure out what is their mission statement, what is their vision statement, and is going to kick off the event with that 30,000 foot pie in the sky. What is the North Star of their company? 
Most people don't know that for themselves because the mission statement they have is either old, outdated, antiquated, or inspiring to no one. And lastly, no one on the team remembers it. So I'm going to go install that into this group. How did I get that opportunity? I got that opportunity by consistently putting my brand out there to be able to attract somebody who has a multi-million dollar roofing company and was already on his way up to say, let's go ahead and refresh my brand because I want my culture to reflect the actual values, the actual values that I have the actual mission and vision statement that I have out there. I want my guys, my sales guys or girls or whoever, I want them to know what we're all about as a company. And I literally want to recruit world-class talent. So when you get opportunities like that, you're like, oh, wow, cool. What else can I do with that? Well, of course, I'm going to make sure that that gets filmed. I'm going to reuse that as a part of my content. And I can even work on what do I need to do in order to resell the talk that I give there. It might be that I give the same talk and workshop on my own and decide to do. It might be that I choose to sell the replay. Obviously, I'm going to be in the room and I'm going to meet all of these people that are attending there. And that's going to be an opportunity too. So your content will convert if you have all of the strategy behind it to interweave. What is my brand's visuals? What are my logos? What are my colors? What are my symbols? What is my actual content strategy? What do I talk about and where do I talk about it? A diluted brand gives no focus. A diluted brand is similar to a flashlight. A flashlight emits light but a laser beam actually cuts through things. And so there's a complete difference in the efficacy and what ends up actually penetrating what the market is wanting. So I just learned this fact recently. Black Friday sales were up by 22% this year. 22% Black Friday sales were up. The question I have for you did you participate in it? And did you actually make any money from Black Friday? If you're like most people, the answer is no. The second thing is, I don't know, I would have felt salesy. There's already too much noise in the marketplace. I didn't want to discount myself and look like I'm a cheaper brand. And it was hilarious because I saw all of these people throwing shade at Black Friday on Black Friday and be like, here goes the coaches and consultants selling their 10K offer for $10. And I get the humor behind that, but there was a huge opportunity to sell a low ticket product, which is $500 or less during that time period. So like I said, we sold our VA vault and we sold multiple units between $197 on Black Friday and we're continuing to sell it after because it was a pre-release. And we had an attendee who attended our content conversion workshop. Her name is Jennifer and she ended up selling 42 units for her Black Friday sale that we helped her put together, said, Jennifer, you got to sell this. This thing is going to be fire. And she ended up making $4,200 from that sale. So the question is, you can laugh at people who are actually doing something, or you can be afraid of, I don't know what to do. I'll wait till it's perfect. When is it my turn? Or you can show up big and actually play. But content conversion is going to take over in 2024, and our literal expertise is the ability to take what are you amazing at, what have you been able to do in your business or other people's businesses, pull it out of you, extract it, and help you get really clear on what does your content strategy look like. So 
I'm going to invite you for something special today because I'm having so much fun doing these podcasts. It's crazy to get the feedback from you guys directly. Like I just went to an event over Thanksgiving and somebody close to me shared with me, hey, I listened to every single one of your podcasts. And it was amazing because I didn't expect that. I had no idea he was listening and he gave me a ton of positive compliments, but he also gave me some amazing feedback. So I can't wait to start unveiling what are we going going to do related to that feedback that's going to make this even more actionable for you and is going to give you more insight behind the black curtain on what happens within our programs. And more importantly, how can you actually use this for yourself? What I want to invite you to do If we aren't already connected on social, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. I am so active on both. I love talking to listeners. I love talking to our fan base. You can find me at Bijal, B-I-J-A-L dot launch. Again, that's at Bijal, B-I-J-A-L dot launch. The link will be in the comments so you can come find me on social. Shoot me a DM. Tell me what you thought of this episode. If you have an idea for your own content or a front-end product you want to sell, run it by me and I'll give you my opinion. But what I am looking for, what I need from you guys, if you're willing, is drop us a review, be totally honest how you feel about it, and give me a topic idea and I will literally make one of our podcast episodes for you and the topic you choose. So hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you on the other side.